morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. That was the intruders together. My mom loved that song. She would play it. We knew it was time to get up and clean up because she would put that song on. That, Johnny Mathis, we just knew certain songs, Aretha, it's time to get up and clean up. It's time for you to start pulling out clothes like season cleaning, right? Not weekend cleaning, changing out the season. Uh, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. This is E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, get a blanket, grab a squat, a spot, sit down, grab your cup of tea, water, juice. It's three o'clock somewhere. Grab your drink. I want to talk a little bit about this morning. Love the song. Someone has a uh, kind of to go with the conversation, but I want to talk this morning about relationships. You know, relationships. I want to talk about those this morning. This morning, let's talk about relationships. You know, everybody got that woes me attitude or that, oh, you know, uh, I, I got to have a man or a partner, whatever your preference is. I ain't into that. It's not this conversation. But everybody's searching for that dream relationship. And even if they got to fake it, because to the outside world, <laughs> Let me tell you, my mother taught me that years ago, right? Tell you, man, I learned some valuable lessons from my mom. I don't know about y'all. A friend of hers was sitting there, you know, hyping up her relationship. Oh, my man is a good man. My man don't do this. My man do this. My man, he's this, he's that. So my mother, she looked at her, looked up and down and said, hey, she, you know, looked at me. And I was big. I wasn't no child. I was big. She said, outside holding hands, behind closed doors, throwing pots and pans. I said, what? <laughs> All right? Because I was big. Damn, I'm grown. Uh, yeah, because I think I had big corner. He show. I said, what? She said, outside holding hands, behind closed doors, throwing pots and pans. So... You know, I'm looking like, Ma, you can't tell these people how their relationship is. She said, no, she's telling us. I ain't got to say a goddamn thing. She's telling us everything we need to know. I said, but she just said her relationship is good. Her man give her everything, all of that. She said, you see all I got that makeup under her eye? I know when you hide in a black eye. <laughs> I said, okay. And it was true. He was whooping her ass, molly whopping her. Whooping her ass. It was true. I went over one time to my sister-in-law, right? And like I said, I don't cold read. I don't walk up to somebody and be like, oh, I see. That's what I call cold reading. Uninvited readings. I don't do that. So I'm sitting there and my niece is sitting there saying, and let me put this disclaimer out. If you never want to be a part of my story, then you should not be a part of my life. Let me put that out, right? Because I got a lot of nieces. If all of them get their ass whooped, then they need to change the narrative. But they know who I'm talking about. Okay. Back to the story at hand. I get there, and she was like, oh, you know, my man, he does all of this. He does all of that. And at that moment when she was talking, I was instantly taken back to the time I was standing there with my mom. Like, at that moment, this room, those people, they didn't exist. 
I was standing there in front of my mother while that lady was talking instantly. Bugs me out because that's the first time that I had a vision that I was awoke. And that, that's why I'm sharing the story that I was awoke and I was somewhere and I didn't have a control over it. Because right when she was talking, I was transported. My body was sitting there, but I was immediately taken to where I was standing there with my mother. And it became emotional because my mother's dead. So I got to see, smell, and feel my mother. That tripped me the fuck out. For real, right? My niece Samantha was like, Auntie, you here? You here? Like, and I came back and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when my niece was saying, you know, he loves me. He, you know, he makes sure he brought her some shoes. These shoes was like $80. And as it just, it came out. It just came out like, like it was normal. I said, outside holding hands, behind closed doors, throwing pots and pans. The girl next to me, which was their cousin, was like, you don't know my relationship. So now I'm tripping because I'm like, okay, who is the message for? Right? Because I don't know. <clears throat> so my niece is looking at me. And she was like, okay. So she, my sister-in-law sat close to me and she was like, okay. My niece was like, okay, it's about to go down, right? So then her man walked by. And as he walked by, I saw this Indian walk with him. The Indian, usually when you see an Indian, they're very proud, right? Very proud people. If you ever see them, they're very proud. This one was like battered, abused, drunken. And all I seen was these liquor bottles. So that bumped me out. So I said, wow, he got an Indian behind him. So my niece calls him out and was like, show her your tattoo. And he had this full back tattoo of an Indian. I was like, wow, that's crazy. So it was a friend of theirs that said, you know, they was in a fight. They were being abused. Your sister-in-law just didn't want you to know. And I said, it wasn't my business to know. So, doesn't bother me. Then the young lady that was sitting there, she was like, you know, you shouldn't mind people's business. I said, excuse me? I said, I wasn't even talking to you. Matter of fact, I wasn't talking to anybody. All I said was a statement. Yeah, so then that's when my niece was like, you know, don't um, get mad because your husband be beating you and he be cheating on you. I was like, wow. For a while, I assumed. Now, this was years ago. So for a while, I assumed that I knew what a relationship was. So I took a vow of celibacy. This was 11 years ago, to be exact, because I posted on my page. I took a vow of celibacy and I wanted to go all around to find out what relationships were, what it means to relate to one another, what it means to be in a union, a committed relationship. How does a woman, not a girl, not a female, but a woman supposed to act? How does a man supposed to act? Not a boy, not a male. So 
I would hang around and talk to people that were married years. I would hang around and talk to people that were just getting married, people that were dating, people that were in relationships opened as well as exclusive. Um, I met this homeboy. He had three wives, you know, and they were functioning well. I met a dude that was cheating with four different women. One of them was a mom and a daughter. I met, you know, and majority of it. So don't come for me. This is something that happened 11 years ago and that I've seen with my own eyes. Majority of these women, majority of them. So I'm going to say at least 56% had daddy issues. Their father wasn't in the home. The father didn't show them. They didn't have a positive male um, vibe or energy in their life. They um, wanted that that uh, Prince Charming, Cinderella, you know, story where I will do whatever because I just want to keep a man. I had sisters that would come and talk to me and tell me that age-old additive, a piece of man is better than no man at all. Um, I would rather for him to be married with someone and I get just the, the benefits. I uh, also met women that were felt like if they weren't hit or, you know, dogged out or down talking to that the man didn't love them because that's the only thing they knew. I met women that were, um, you know, so digmatized. You know, there's, there's no pretty way of me saying it that, you know, the guy didn't have to be shit, but he screwed them. He screwed them the way they wanted, you know, so they would take whatever he dished out. I had women that wanted just, you know, they didn't do right by their sons. So this was their chance to have their son in some morbid fucking fantasy of fucking them. So, it, you know, I met a lot of different elements that I came across when on this road of celibacy and trying to find out what was relationships. And I met some brothers. Oh, you know, brothers that were defiant. Brothers that didn't care about their mom, so they didn't give a fuck about women. Brothers that wanted a good woman, but they didn't know how to pursue them. So they settled. I met dudes that, you know, all they saw was the facade, the pretty face, and knowing that she can't cook, clean, take care of their kids, and they get kids by them, and they use their kids as a, a carrot stick. You'll see the kid if you give me a thousand dollars. And it was like, you know, and they didn't even care for the kids. The kids had wing worms, always catching some kind of ailment, stayed in the hospital, you know. But ACS considered them good parents, good mothers, so the father didn't have a leg to stand on. So I met all of these components. And at one time I became not angry, but just so shaded that I was like, No, I don't want a relationship. Nah, you know, motherfuckers is Niggas is trifling and females, nah, I know what I don't want to be. And a friend of mine told me, you got all of this input. You know what not to do, you know what to do, you know how to act, you know, you know, you're a work in progress. Hopefully, you don't use that and make you become, you know, like kind of void or, you know, emotionless when it comes to this. That's like working for the sex industry. After a while, it's not sex no more. It's just a job and, you know, you become like closed, like emotionless.
right? So I was like, nah, nah, because that's what they had told us anyway. So, you know, I was like, nah, nah, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let that happen. But in some way, some small way, I did. I did. I allowed that to kind of, you know, like kind of turn me off to relationships. It was, yeah, let's get to know each other. Okay. All right. All right. You know, Hey, yeah. I didn't care about people's aspirations and their dreams and stuff. And I was like, okay, what we doing? And straight into the point. And then, okay, you go your way. I go my way by, you know, and I was comfortable with that for a long time, but I knew it wasn't right. Right. So <sighs> it's sad because that happened 11 years ago and it's still happening now. And you'll sit back and say, well, we see all these problems. What's the solution? What is the main solution on making people find that perfect relationship, making people find that perfect other? You know, I don't believe in twin flames, so, you know, you won't get that from me. Because what happens when the flame burn out? You don't relight it? Like, that's it? So God's going to show you a twin flame, and if that light goes out, if that person dies, that's it. You're destined to be alone by yourself. That's bullshit. That I'm not going for. I don't sign up for that. But anyway, um, I was like, well, what's the solution? How can we help people find their mates? Well, these are the things that I learned over that year of being celibate and learning about relationships. The number one thing I learned was don't ask the universe for something that you're not willing to give yourself. Checkpoint. How you doing? Let's go down the list. If you say, I want a man that's going to love me. I want a man that's going to take care of me. I want a man that's going to make me feel secure and safe. Bow. Do you love yourself? I'm talking about do you pamper yourself? Do you, do you do the lawn care down there between your legs? Do you go get GYN exams? Do you watch your weight? Are you eating healthy? Are you drinking water? Are you going to therapy? Because these are all things of love. You're loving your body. You're loving your mental, your physical. What? You're loving that. How can you ask the universe, spirit, whoever, for something that you don't readily do for yourself? Oh, well, I want a man with money. Ma, do you got money? Do you have money? How's your credit? Are you rebuilding your credit? Are you taking care of, are you in that zone of, uh, that, that poverty mindset? Are you learning and unlearning all the things you were taught about money? Are you learning about investments, stocks, stocks with dividends? Are you learning about trading, uh, Bitcoin? Are you learning about these things? So then stop. Oh, but I want a man that's going to protect me. Are you taking self-defense class? Are you learning how to handle a gun? Are you, are you taking any kind of things to protect you and your family? Or are you just going to talk your way out of some shit? Right? Oh, but, you know, he's having sex with me. So, ma, pussy don't equals a house. <laughs> pussy and dick were made to work together. One fucks the other. That's it. You know, hate to be gross, but it's true. So then, that's the first solution. Giving to yourself first before you think that the universe is going to give it to you. It has to come with work. You have to. Are, are we healing from all the past relationships? 
Are we really healing from that? Because see, when you don't, all the shit that you, you know, experience, when you get into this new relationship, if he eat on the left side, oh, my ex used to do that. Oh my God, I can't. And I believe, I strongly believe, I tell everybody that. You were in the presence of a good man at one time or another, or a good woman one time or another, but you were so broken and so so blinded that you couldn't see that. So, because the, the hardest thing is loving someone that's broken. Those, that's the hardest person because if they're not doing work on themselves, they're not going to open themselves up for love and they're constantly going to find something wrong. Constantly. I met a chick... She was so broken, man. So broken. She killed the child. Just so she can get back at the dude. You have these people. And they want. They become so. So fucking. Territorial. Oh, well, he can't have no female friends. He can't. He can't talk to them. But I got to have his social security card, his passwords. I have to be. He has to always post me on his page. He can't go nowhere. If he goes somewhere, I'm going to be mad. Who's his friends? Bitch, what? Even the guys. Oh, she can't have no friends. Nah, she can't go nowhere. Where's she going? Nah. I met a chick that was married to a dude. He wouldn't even give her a key to the house. And he had to learn all her friends. And if he didn't, if they didn't pass his inspection. She couldn't hang with him. I said, that's not a relationship. That's a jail. Right. And I met these people like really met them. The worst thing is, oh, he got to call me. He got to call me every day. If we live together, why are you calling me? So how did relationships last and work back in the days before they were cell phones? Anything that happened, you had to wait until I came home from work and we'd discuss it. Not I spoke to him three times today, and that's it. I'm worried. Do you think he has someone else? Fucking access is crazy. Why? Why? If I'm at work, so baby, you at work, what you doing? Fucking working. Maybe you should work. Like that, that all that gets under my skin, as you can tell. I, my voice go up. I get aggravated with that. But you have these people that they think that's a healthy relationship. Oh, he has to post me on his page. Oh, he has to let the world know I'm I'm here. Oh, he has to call me 7,000 times a day. Go work on your insecurities. Seriously, you, you got some problems. And men are just the same. Oh, she don't call me if she don't put me on her page. If she don't do... Are you serious? Because if not, she's cheating. Uh, Cardi B is a pretty motherfucking female. So is, listen, J-Lo, all of them. And guess what? All of them been cheated on. Every single one of them. So it's not about the looks. I always tell people, people don't cheat because of lack of sex. Majority of them don't. And people don't cheat because, oh, you know. No, they cheat because there's something broken in the home. There's something broken in the home. And nine times out of ten, you saw it. But you refused to see it. Right? But you have these relationships where it is more of a prisoner. Not a relationship. It's a prison. It's a prison. You got to call me. Oh, you got to call me. You didn't call me. Oh, you got, if you go here, you got, I got to go with you. Who's your friend? And what, where they at? You, did you tell them about me? And you be sitting there like, are you in a relationship or are you in a prison? Like, oh my God. Oh, he can't do nothing without me or she can't do nothing without me. So you don't have a life outside of this. 
Like, no. well, I have to tell him where I'm going. He's your daddy or he's your partner? Oh, no, you don't understand. It's respect. Listen. God bless the dead. I love my ex-husband. Ex, right? Ex. <laughs> we had one rule. Nigga, if you're spending night out, because we grown, we don't do the sleepover. That we don't do. We grown. We were married. We ain't girlfriend and boyfriend. We ain't shacking. We married. We don't do the spending night out. Nigga, bring your ass home. That was it. Don't let the newspaper hit the door before you do. That's it. Because that's going to be your blanket. Because we're not playing that game. I'm going to fuck, jump in a car, tell somebody to drive you, whatever. Get your ass home. That's all. I didn't bother my ex-husband when he was with his friends, all of that, because that's your time. When you come back, we can talk about it if you want to, if I'm up. If not, then don't worry about it. That's your time. You also got to have your me time. I know you got your family. I know you love your partner. We together. But I also know you have your own identity. So go explore. Get your mandate on. Do your thing. Just know that when you, when you out there, when you out there in that street, you represent me, us. Represent me correctly because I do the same for you. And that's it. That was our only rule. That was our only rule. You're out there. You're not only representing you. You represent me. You represent this family. Don't embarrass us. That was it. That's all. That's it. I don't need to be posted. You don't need to tell everybody. They're going to see the ring on the finger any fucking way. And if you decide to take it off, because I wasn't around him 24-7. He got life like I got life. If you take it off, that's on you. Listen, I'm not the person that, that believed that, oh, uh, married men don't go out. Married men can go where the fuck they want to go. Okay? If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. If not, then uh, listen. But I'm not going to sign up to, oh, every man cheat. No, there's some beautiful men out there that love their woman and their family. And they ain't got time for that. My ex-husband used to say that shit. See, we got divorced not because we didn't, we cheated. No. We outgrew each other. The kids was grown. We didn't have nothing else to do. He knew I would have tried to find bend over backwards. And it was just done. When something is done, it's okay to walk away and say, yo, it's done. We were still great friends after the marriage. No, we didn't have sex. We became friends. And it was cool. It was cool. But it was done. See, we want to hold on to stuff that, oh, no, we got to hold on to death. Do no, it's done. It ran this course. Now you go and find whatever left life you have, and I wish you the best. But you got to have a real conversation without the emotions. I can't believe this. I can't. It's done. It's over. Go move on. But you, most people can't do that. And his, his girlfriend's. Would sit and say, how, how are you still friends with your ex? He was like, because that's my homegirl. Oh, well, and he would. He would cut me off. He would write me a text. Hey, you know, I'm in this new relationship. She don't want me to talk to you. Okay. And, but I never told him that. But he would do that to me. And I would just laugh and be like, all right, Craig, I got you. You know, no no harm, no foul. He'll take me off his Facebook page or whatever. Then about two or three months later, he'd popping up, getting a referred request. He'd call me, yo, you know, it's just crazy out here in this dating pool. Yo, people are crazy. And I was like, wow. So I knew I didn't want that neither. I didn't want that, that guilt relationship neither. Oh, you know, I, you know, I love you. And if you love me like I love you, what? 
So I, I never wanted those. And then you have the, <laughs> in this, the, the, the spiritual community, you know, everybody and their mama that slept with this one or that one or this one, you'll be like, damn. Even I my godfather one time, he has said, um, you know, uh, don't, don't let your pussy come into religion. No, we had conversations like that. I loved it. I loved the royal conversation. Be royal with me. And I remember at the dance studio, and it was this brother that was just vibing. I was like, damn, he's cute. But when he started naming names, and he said like a few names that I knew, I was like, yeah, never mind. You know, no, that's okay. I never pursued it. Like, I, I, I can't. I can't. I don't, I can't speak for no one else, right? And the number one thing I, I'm not, right? And I can't is have a spinach pussy. I'm not going to spin around the neighborhood. Now, y'all can do that. That's on y'all. Especially if I ain't getting bread now. Now, if I'm a sex worker, shit, spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Bring me my coin. But I'm not that. You know what? No, no. I love my sex workers. Don't get it twisted. I love them because they, they have a whole different mentality. And I respect them on that because for that whole year that I did the relationship thing and I got to sit and talk to sex workers, man, their, their mentality is totally fucking different. And I appreciate them. I appreciate them for that. It is not, yo, they know this is a job and they concept is you'll lay with this guy that you already know is full of shit. You already know you caught him cheating. He might be married somewhere else and you're not going to get money for it. You're not going to be compensated for it because the, the other chick is not getting compensated. Where is money going? So nah, player, bring that money here. Let me do, let me do me. And you could consider still stay outside and do you like, there's no strings attached. You know, it's a transaction. You pay me, I give you what you want and you keep it moving. I don't even really need to know your mama and them name. I don't really care. And you find dudes that are more open to that than anything. Like, yo, I know dudes that would put 50000 in a chick's fucking bank account every fucking month. I don't want to be your man. I don't want to have no labels here. That's it. I come in whenever I want to. I may not see you for the month. Don't call and check up on me. Don't look for me. Nothing. Here's the money. Here's your car. Here's your little spending. This is all for your necessities, whatever you need to take care of here. Now, you'll have people, oh, I can't be like that. That's a whole uh-uh. But you'll sleep with somebody's fucking husband for free. And he dogging you out, dragging you for the gods. You running around crying. Oh, my God, I don't know why. But this chick is happy as a... Listen, I'd rather fucking cry in a Lamborghini than sit there and look stupid on a fucking bus. How you doing? Now, you may sit here and judge me. I don't give a fuck. I'm still crying in a Lamborghini. So, you can do it. I'm not crying on no motherfucking bus trying to figure out why, why little Nook Nook don't like me and why he keep on cheating and all of that. And then this woman, right, which is crazy because I told you, a year, crazy. Them women that they pay, they treat them like fucking garbage. Treat them like fucking dogs. They'll have sex with them and be like, okay, come on, you got to go. Put that money on the table, you got to go. Oh, yo, the more they treat them bad, the more money they give and the more they become obsessed with them. I thought that was fucking crazy. Like, you treating this nigga? She was like, they love that. And he'll go home to his wife. Baby, you ate, you did. Yeah, bitch, I ate. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of this shit. Why I got to come to And you'll be like, what the fuck? 
That's how it is. Now, I, I, I'm not a, I don't have a PhD in psychology, okay? So I don't know why the mechanism, maybe it's a lack of sugar, lack of prenatal care on their mama's side. I have no fucking idea. But I know I witnessed that. And I thought that was fucking crazy. The more you treat some dudes, I'm not saying for all. Dudes, I'm not saying a man. Dudes. Like garbage, they fucking love that. Like they love that. So... And this chick I've seen where, even now to this day, that bitch is a well-kept fucking woman. Well-kept. She ain't got no man. She got, she got suitors, as she call them. Suitors. They're suitors. Sponsors. Suitors and sponsors. They come through, drop the cash, get some ass, and they go on about their business. They can't even spend a night. One dude begged her, practically begged her, please, ma, can I spend a night? She said, no, you sleep in your fucking car, but you're not spending a night here. You know what the rules are. You know what? Matter of fact, lose my number. I don't want to talk to you. That motherfucker was apologizing profusely. Like, okay, I'll never ask you again. But he'll go home to his wife and treat her like a fucking dog. That was crazy to me. Then you have men. Because I can't forget about y'all. Y'all are exceptional. Y'all are what we call the unicorn. Everybody know about you, but people rarely get a chance to see you. Uh, men. The men. The women that know what they want. They don't got time for drama and bullshit. They say, listen, we together, we're going to build this empire. I ain't going to my cousins and them and talk about how bad you are. I'm coming and sitting down with you because we do solutions. And it might be a day I'm not feeling you, Papa, but I love you. But I'm going to go over here in the living room and lay down and watch some TV. Or maybe I'll go to the spa or to the mall or something. But I'm going to still bring something back to you. Because I'm not going to walk in this house empty-handed and just do a me thing. It's a us, a we, them. It's always a team. It, it ain't got nothing to do with mine is mine and yours is yours. No. See, men pro provide, please, and protect. And women do the same. Provide, please, and protect. They, they will protect their family with their last breath. They will provide ways and means. They will please each and every one of you that's under their roof, right? I had a good, good girlfriend. I was sick and I was at her house and I was like, wait, you leaving me with my husband? She said, girl, I know he ain't going nowhere. I said, okay, all right. You know, because I wasn't used to that. That was foreign to me. And he came in, brought the food and stuff. And he was like, you good? You good? I said, yeah. He said, you know, you close the towel is out. You know, whatever you need, just let me know. I'll be downstairs working. Oh, okay, okay. And, you know, he called his wife, made sure she was good. She called to check up and everything. And I was like, okay, you know, so I willed myself good. And I got the fuck up out of there. But me and her had a conversation. She said, listen, the one thing we do have is communication. She said, and I always ask him. Whenever you get tired, you know, just let me know. Because when it's done, it's done. You can't, I can't make you love me. You know, that's kind of crazy. But it's done, it's done. She said, but we talk. We comprehend. We understand what each one is saying. It's not easy. She said, we built this. She said, we had some blocks in the road. She said, just because your toy gets a flat or it gets a broken piece, you fix it. You don't throw the whole toy away. And I said, wow. I said, but, you know, why is it that, you know, relationships fail? Because she said, no, they don't fail. She said, we, over, we overlook what our partner needs because we become selfish. Everything has to be about us. I said, wait, hold on. It's true. I tell my partner, I don't like pizza. 
why would you take me to a pizza shop? Or why would you invite me somewhere where, where they serve only pizza? I don't like pizza. People don't understand when they say no. Oh, it's like, we're married. You're supposed to do what I want to do. No, I'm not your slave. I'm your partner. And all of that shit, like, oh, but you're a sacrifice and you're a being because of the person. Why? For fucking what? You know what you're signing up for. Why must I sacrifice my happiness and my peace? Listen, I'm going to go and eat pizza with you because I don't like pizza just to make you happy. Then you're not, you're not my partner. You're my owner. Because now I have to do everything that you want me to do. That don't make sense. How does that make sense? How is that a relationship? My good, good homeboy. He was like, y'all, he didn't want to hang out with his girl's friends. Then make adjustments. Don't make sacrifices. Make adjustments. Okay, I have my time. I'm going to hang out with my homeboys or whatever. And then one day of the week, me and you going to hang out. Okay, because nobody's left unattended. And he didn't mind. He was like, yo, go hang out with them. That's not my cup of tea. I don't vibe with them. Okay. I got friends that, okay, as long as you respect the man of the house, I'm good. I'm good. You don't got to fuck with him. You my friend. Right? So, okay, but when you come in, respect the man of the house. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey. Okay, and that's it. That's all. We're not going to make it look ugly or horrible. Or, no, no, not at all. But at the end of it, I am not going to sacrifice just for your happiness. Why? Why must you do that? Like, and people get, and I know how some of y'all are. Y'all be like, well, then you don't want a relationship. No, that's not a relationship. That's an ownership. We're not in the slave master mentality no more. And that's a problem for a lot of people. Oh, if they don't do, like, the worst thing in the fucking world I hate to see dudes. And I'd be like, yo, I want to set you free so bad. The nail salon. It's nothing but women. The fucking nail stuff stink. We used to it now. And I always say we, we breathing in all kind of fucking chemicals. So COVID is nothing. Anyway, these women will make their men sit there. Sit directly with them. They know they don't want to be there. Make them sit there. And they just be looking all fucked up and lost and sad. Even in beauty parlors. I don't know about y'all, but when you go to a fucking beauty parlor, you're not in there for 30 minutes. You're in there for a few hours. Don't let it be crowded. We don't ask to go to the barbershop. That's your pastime. Go there, talk about sports, all of that. No, I used to make my brothers and take my son to the barbershop. Because, you know, okay, I'll take them if they not. But... You know, that's a rites of passage for men. The same way with the beauty parlor. That's a rites of passage for women. Why must you make your man sit there? And they just be sitting there. Yeah, what up, what up? Yeah, what up? And they be like, oh, you got him. Oh, girl, you got you a good man. You got him him sitting here. No, you got you a fucking pet dog. And that's sad. That's sad. Making these people go places. Oh, well, if you love me, you'll go. Well, bitch, today I don't love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I bet you love my money because you ain't paying for it. I am. Okay. The fuck? Oh, my other one. Oh, they work too much. I used to go around, turn the lights and the, the water on and stuff. And they'd be like, what that mean? If I didn't work, we wouldn't have these things. So why are you complaining? Why are you complaining? Either which way, those are the people you'll never make happy. So Why? But that's what we're, we're majority of us. I'm not saying all. Majority of us are in the slave master relationship mentality. If you don't tell me everything and I don't own you, 
then it's not a relationship. And for those that think that if a man go upside your head, he loves you. No, that's not love. That's abuse. I'm here to tell you that's abuse. Abuse is mentally, physically, and emotionally. You have some dudes, listen, you have some dudes that abuse you mentally. Those are the hardest scars because they're scars you can't see. And they're constantly been rooted in your head that you can have 30 people tell you you're beautiful. You would not believe it because you put everything in this person because they became narcissists and they just, they used all of that good manipulators and they use your smallest thing to penetrate into your, your mind. And they just, they have you believe in everything. Have you, they will exile you from your family. They'll let you know oh, your family hates you. Oh, you know, your father and mother don't love you. Oh, you know, you don't have real friends. And you, after a while, you start believing it because you're always calling about them. And people tell you the same answer. Yo, you know, you should just leave them. But now it's like, oh, you hate my man. You're jealous of my man. And then you have those people that's around you that's also embedding in that stupid shit in your head. Now, you just believe it. So now he done separated you from everybody. Now he can destroy your mental. And once he gets everything out of you, that fucking suck your bitch, that sucked all the life out of you, he's going to leave you for dead. He leaves you. Because there's nothing in you. But oh, God always put that back light switch, that generator. Oh, he put that generator in everybody, my mother used to say. Because I remember it was this girl. And the guy, you know, abused her and everything. And my mother was like, mm-mm. She said, don't worry. And I was like, what? And she said, God always got a backup plan. You always put that generator in you. I was like, generator? She said, oh, no, she got a light left in her. She just got to find the switch. And baby, when I tell you she did, when she found that motherfucking switch, that dude couldn't come 10 feet near. She was amazing. She wound up getting married to a beautiful brother after she did all the healing and everything. So that's what I say to people. You got a generator and you got that backup switch. See, they, they thought they, they dimmed your light and abused you and did all of that. But nah, God plan is much more powerful than we imagined. So, but anyway, when it comes to relationships, you know, also it's communication comprehending, understanding what the person is saying, healing from past traumas, past relationships, um, you know, not even bending, but finding solutions. And a person shouldn't have you. I love what Alana Van Sant said. She said, and she got it from The Course of Miracles, which is a very powerful book if you ever read it. But um, she told them, you know, that her cup always have to have, be full. Anything that flows out of the cup, she can give to the rest of the world. But if I have to sacrifice everything that's in my cup, then you're a thief and a liar because you see me sacrificing. And you're still sitting there just with your bowl and your bag out waiting for a handout. You're not going out here doing nothing for yourself. You're just sitting there as long as I give. You know, takers don't have boundaries. I'm just going to keep giving because I'm a giver and I'm a taker. I'm a take until you dry it up. And then I'm going to get mad and may hit you so you could go and get refilled so I can come and take some more. But if we don't set boundaries, if we don't set, if we don't let people know what we like, what we don't like and explain and share and communicate instead of fucking and thinking, oh, well, I slept with him. He mine. No, no. But we have to come out of that the European standard of what a relationship is. It's relating to one another. 
Don't say nothing about fucking and from from you fucking, you're supposed to get a house, a car, you know, a $2,000 hair weave. No, that, that, that doesn't sit right. No, ma. Papa, no. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to breathe near no one. Like, no. You know, and these people that do all of this, they're broken. And then we have the superwoman complex. We want to save them. Oh, that's the worst of the worst. We going to save them. You know how many broken fucking women are running around now and they're even more broken because they thought they could save a dude that didn't want to be saved. Hey, you're drowning. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Oh, my God. I see you blowing bubbles. And the dude stand up and the water's at his ankles. He said, I told you I wasn't drowning. Oh, but I thought I could help you. No, sit down. Stop. Help yourself. When you're so in a rush to go and help everybody, then let's put the beer on you. Who are you, who are you really trying to save? What, what are you ignoring about your life that you got to go over here and be in this person's fucking business and try to help them? No, help yourself. Those are the superwoman complex. That, those women that got to go and, oh, I got to save him. You don't understand. No, you don't understand that whatever's broken in you, deal with you. Stop worrying about what's on the outside. Fix what's on the inside that's broken in your ass. For real. But we have to run around and want to save them. Oh, well, I, it has to be me. And no one wants to date their mama or daddy. Now, the sad part is, and it's, it's just common sense. You met him broken. Both of y'all are broken. This person gets saved. He he starts working on himself, you know, or she starts working on themselves. They get to that point of, you're not on their level no more. They're not going to stay with you. They're going to the person that's healed. I don't need to be with you no more. That's why I tell people, yo, go get healed first. Go get healed first. And if I'm what you need or what you want, then, yo, we'll see. But until then, hey, go get healed. Oh, but if you're going to, no, I'm not supporting you. We're not married. You, we, we just in a relationship. We friends. Go get healed first. Like, do you. You know, if we come across each other, hey, what's up? Hey, how's everything? Good. But what we're not going to do is sit here and put the noose around my neck and yours. No, I, I'm not into drowning. I'm not into that. I'm sorry. This is not Romeo and Juliet. I ain't into drowning. I'm good. I'm good. But when you're, when you're, when you're like that, people will call you emotionless. Oh, you're, you're, oh, you don't have no emotions. No, I have emotions. But I also have to deal with what's in front of me, not what's down the line.